Who is the devil and where did he come from? Does he have any power? If he does, where does he get it from? What are the wiles and schemes of the devil that the Bible keeps talking about? How much attention should we be giving the devil? If the devil is defeated, can't we just ignore him? In this series, we're going to the Word to find the answers to these very common questions and more. Hello and welcome to Faith Talks. I'm your host, Emily Preston, and in these podcasts, we will be discussing how to practically apply the principles found in the Word, or how to be a doer of the Word, so that you can start seeing more of the manifestation of God's grace in every area of your life. everybody and welcome back to Faith Talks where we learn how to walk by faith through grace. Today is part four of my teaching, Know Thy Adversary. And the purpose of this teaching is to help us understand where did Satan come from? When did he fall and why? What power does he have? How does he get that power? Are there such things as open doors to the enemy? And if so, what are they? What are the schemes, wiles and strategies that the devil has that the Bible talks about? What is our responsibility where the devil is concerned and how to exercise and maintain authority over the devil and stop him from getting advantage over us through his schemes and devices. So I'm not going to go back and talk about all of the things we've already talked about, but I do encourage you to go back and listen to the last three episodes because we've covered a lot of ground and gotten some really interesting insight into who Satan is and how he operates now. Today, we're going to talk about how Satan gets his power. How does the devil get power? So we've already read and covered a lot of scripture that talks about being aware, being on guard, being alert, having our wits about us, being fully aware of, watchful, giving strict attention to the wiles of the devil, the schemes of the devil. And the reason why he has to be so crafty and deceitful and cunning and sly with his wiles and deceit and craftiness is because he's trying to get power. Satan does not have any power in this earth, but it is possible for him to get power. So where does the devil get his power? Satan gets his power from physical human bodies that cooperate with him. The devil can't just go around destroying people at random. Otherwise, he'd have already wiped the human race off the earth. Like we talked about in the previous episodes, spirits need a body. They need an earth suit. They need human cooperation in order to accomplish anything or have any authority on this planet. That's why Jesus had to come in the body of a man. He had to come in a physical flesh and blood human body to be able to accomplish successfully everything that the plan of redemption accomplished. Our physical body 
our earth suit is what gives us authority on the earth. That is because that is the way God set the system up from the very beginning. A spirit needs a body to cooperate with it in order to do anything in the earth. That's why God has made us the body of Christ. Jesus is the head of the church, but we are his body. We are the ones that physically go and carry out his plans and purposes in the earth because he needs a physical body to do that. In the same way, the only way the devil can have any power or place in this earth or and accomplish anything is if a created physical flesh and blood human body, a person, gives it to him by submitting to him, by cooperating with him. The devil has no power or authority on his own. He cannot make anyone do anything. And he cannot just go around randomly doing what he wants when he wants. He is powerless without a physical body submitting to him. Remember, even in the Garden of Eden, the devil couldn't force Adam and Eve into sinning against God and handing their authority over to him. He had to use cunning, trickery and deceit. And he is still the same. The devil cannot force people in physical bodies in the world today to submit to him and carry out his wicked plans. He still has to employ strategies, trickery, and craftiness. He still has to deceive people in flesh and blood bodies into submitting to him. And when people in flesh and blood bodies submit to him, that's when he can successfully carry out his wicked schemes and that's when he gets power. That's why, guys, we have to remember that we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. Ephesians 6 verse 12 tells us that our struggle Our struggle in the earth is not against flesh and blood. It's not against human physical bodies. Our struggle is against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this age and spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Our struggle, God says, is never with flesh and blood. People are not the source of our problems. They are not the source of evil. They are just bodies, earth suits that have submitted to and are cooperating with the devil. It's the spiritual forces behind the flesh and blood that is who our struggle is actually against. People in positions of authority and governments who introduce laws and legislation that directly oppose God's word, they are not who our struggle is against. They are simply bodies submitting to the devil. It's an amazing coincidence that I'm actually recording this podcast 
on the same day that the Supreme Court of the United States of America has announced that they have overturned Roe v. Wade and that stronghold has been demolished in the United States of America through people's prayer and taking authority over the devil. But the Supreme Court, who originally made that law and implemented that law, they were simply bodies that were submitting to and cooperating with the devil. Film company executives that are trying to indoctrinate our children through their movies and TV shows, they are simply bodies that are submitting to and cooperating with the devil. People who go into schools and kill dozens of children, they are simply bodies submitted to and cooperating with the devil. People who support, promote and parade immoral, evil choices and lifestyles that are direct contradiction to God's creation, they are simply bodies that are submitted to and cooperating with the devil. That person that curses you out for cutting them off in traffic or stealing their parking space, they are simply a body that is submitting to and cooperating with the devil. That person that abused you or betrayed you or hurt you or did something to you that has left a lasting scar, they are simply a body that submitted to and cooperated with the devil. Even Christians, even us, we are submitting to and cooperating with the devil when we act in ways or say things that are ungodly. I found this awesome quote from James Garfield, who was the 20th president of the United States. He said, a brave man is a man who dares to look the devil in the face and tell him he is a devil. And I love that because it takes a person who knows who they are in Christ to look a demonic situation in the face and say, I see you, devil. The devil needs a body to submit to him. So how does he get a body to submit to him? Okay, he can't just go in and possess a body and control it like a puppet. Again, he still has to use cunning, deceit, craftiness to get a body even to submit to him. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11 tells us how he does that. It says in this verse, in order that Satan should not get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices or schemes. Now, check this out. That word devices or schemes, that is the Greek word noema, which means thoughts. The way that Satan gets advantage of people and usurps power and place is through their thoughts. Thoughts are his devices, his schemes, his thoughts. The devil is the father of lies. And the only place that a devil can get access to a person is through their mind, through their thoughts. Isn't that amazing? The battlefield is truly in the mind. And this is a question that people have asked. Can the devil put thoughts in our minds? The answer is yes. 
And that scripture that we just read confirms it. The only power the devil has comes from his ability to deceive. That word deceive means to deliberately cause someone to believe something that is not true, especially for personal gain, especially for personal gain. The way the devil gains power or gains the advantage of someone submitting to and cooperating with him is by deliberately causing them to believe something that is not true by deception. And deception takes place in our mind. Deception takes place through our thoughts. This is awesome news, guys, because it means that the devil cannot just come and do anything to us whenever he wants by any means. He has to get access to us through our thoughts. And we have control over our thoughts, which means we have control over how much access the devil gets to us. That's awesome. We're going to talk a bit more about that later. In John 10 verse 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me. And in verse 5 of this passage, it says, A stranger's voice they will not follow, but they will run from him for they do not know or recognize the voice of a stranger. So this passage of scripture indicates that there are two voices in the world. There is the voice of the good shepherd and there is the voice of the stranger. Now we know that the stranger that Jesus is talking about is the thief. It's the same thief that climbs into the sheepfold, the same thief that steals, kills and destroys. Now these voices aren't audible voices because they are spiritual God speaks to us through our spirit because his spirit is in us and he communicates to us spirit to spirit. But the devil can only speak to us through our thoughts because that is the only part of us that he has access to. Our spirit has been sealed until the day of redemption. He cannot get access to our spirit. The only part of us that he has access to is our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And if he can get access to our mind, then he can get access to our body. And a body cooperating and submitting to him is what empowers him. Ephesians 6 verse 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. That word schemes is the Greek word methodia or methods, which means craftiness, deceit and trickery. Craftiness, deceit and trickery all take place and are aimed at the mind, the thoughts. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4 says, The God of this world, who is Satan, has blinded the minds, blinded the minds, see that? Blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they cannot see the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ. 
the God of this world has blinded their minds. That word blinded means to have a clouded perspective, clouded vision, and it gives the picture of someone blowing smoke up which causes spiritual blindness to obscure or darken the mind. So if a person's mind has been blinded, then their thoughts have been blinded because our thoughts come from our mind. And see, people who are deceived and blinded, they don't know that they're deceived. They don't know that they're being blinded. People who are deceived and blinded think it's their ideas, think it's their thoughts, their belief system. And, you know, I know you've all said this at one point or another, because I have, and I know you have too, and you see the things that are going on in the world and the people that are saying the things that they're saying, and you think to yourself, can't they see that what they're doing and saying is wrong? Interesting how we use that word see. Can't they see that that's so wrong and evil? No, they can't see. They can't see that what they're doing and saying is wrong and evil because they are being blinded by the God of this world. They are being blinded by the thoughts, the lies, and the deception of the devil. These people are simply bodies that have unknowingly submitted to and cooperated with the devil. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood. John 8 verse 44, this is Jesus talking to the Jews and he says to them, you are of your father the devil and you desire to do the desires of your father. In other words, you desire to do the desires of the devil. Now, I'm sure that if those Jews knew that it was the devil that was planting those desires in their minds, they would have thought twice about doing them, but they were deceived. They didn't know that their desires were the desires of the devil and they were carrying out his wicked plans and purposes. And guys, this is why it is pointless. I really need to emphasize this. I really hope that you guys see this. It is pointless getting angry at people. It's pointless getting angry at politicians and lawmakers and people in positions of authority. It's pointless getting angry at people who say and do despicable things. It's pointless getting angry at those people that have hurt us and abused us and betrayed us and lied to us. We are getting angry at the wrong thing. We are getting angry at flesh and blood when God says that our wrestle is not with flesh and blood. In fact, these people need our prayers. They need our prayers. They are unknowingly submitting to the devil, cooperating with him and carrying out his plans. See, and that's why signing petitions and campaigning to have laws changed, that may have limited success, but we cannot fight spiritual battles with natural means. Fighting things in our flesh will exhaust us, wear us out, tire us out, discourage us because we are fighting spiritual battles with natural resources. 
We do not fight with flesh and blood. We cannot fight spiritual battles with natural means, but we can fight spiritual battles with our spiritual weapons of warfare and get success every time. And I'm going to talk more about that later. But what I want to re-emphasize is that people are not our problem. People are simply being deceived by the lies and suggestions of the enemy, by the thoughts of the devil. And the problem is, is that people who are deceived don't know that they're deceived. If they knew that they were deceived, then they wouldn't be deceived anymore, right? But they are deceived. The God of this world has blinded their minds so that they cannot see the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ. And unfortunately, this is because there's no truth to shine light on the deception. They don't have any truth in them to shine light on the deception. And that is because truth has become a dirty word. The world is getting further and further away from God and biblical truth. It started with the Bible being tossed out of schools, out of governments, out of every corner of society. And unfortunately, churches, hardly any churches, even teach from the Bible anymore. They teach a feel-good motivational message that has no word, no scripture in it at all. It used to be that a society had a general God consciousness and they knew that it was wrong to lie. They knew that it was wrong to steal and swear. Do you know that in the old days, it was illegal to swear Now, here's a little rabbit trail, but (laughs) this is really interesting. Do you know that once upon a time uh, in, you know, decades ago, people would get fined for swearing. They would get fined for cussing in public and especially in the presence of women and children. And so they came up with these more PG rated versions of swear words so that they could still cuss technically, and not get fined for it. And they came up with words like jeepers creepers or darn it or by Jove, you know, all of these exclamations that are actually softened down versions (laughs) of swear words and forget about blaspheming. If you blasphemed and took the Lord's name in vain, you know, even saying my God, that was seen as being totally unacceptable. But society has gradually, their senses and their morals have been dulled to the point now where things are just allowed that would never have been allowed or acceptable in times gone by. And unfortunately, it's because they've thrown out the Bible and there has been a gradual stripping away of godly morals and principles that all had their foundation in the Bible. You know, without the Bible, there is no love your neighbor as yourself. There is no don't steal, don't kill, don't lie. Without the Bible, there are no moral guidelines and everyone simply is free to do what they feel is right, what they feel is good. Without the Bible, there is no truth. And when there is no truth in society, people leave themselves wide open to the lies of the enemy and those lies become their version of truth. 
And that's why you can look at someone, a politician, for example, who says something outrageous and so obviously out of line with what God says, and they say it like it's a fact, they say it like it's truth, because they don't have any truth, actual truth in them to shine light on the fact that that's a lie. Romans 1 verse 25 says that in the last days, people will exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. And how much do we see that now? People are exchanging the truth of God, the truth of the word of God for a lie and calling it truth. And they worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. Animals are now more important than humans. People, sports stars, musicians and singers are now idolized and worshipped more than God. And what happens is in 1 Timothy 4 verse 2, their consciences become seared with a hot iron. People become so hardened to the voice of the Holy Spirit and the truth of the word of God that the lies the devil is feeding them become truth and they are so used to shutting out the conviction of the Holy Spirit that their consciences become seared, their consciences become hardened. Truth can no longer penetrate. And sadly, I'm not just talking about non-Christians This is happening in the church too. Christians are saying and supporting and doing things that are completely out of line with the will and the word of God. They are supporting things that the world is celebrating. They are supporting things that the world is pushing and campaigning for. And the reason is, is because these Christians have no word in them. They have no truth in them to shine a light on the lies. They too are being blinded to the truth by the God of this world. They too have smokescreen thrown up in front of their eyes and their eyes are being blinded to the truth of the gospel. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood, guys. It all comes back to the fact that the God of this world has blinded their eyes and it's not the person's fault. They're not the ones to blame. They are, again, simply bodies that are submitting to and cooperating with the lies of the devil, the thoughts of the devil. Satan's only power is deception and he deceives us through our thoughts. And if he can deceive us through our thoughts, where our thoughts are in line with his plans, then our actions will follow and he has successfully gotten us to submit to and cooperate with him. That's why 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Notice that it's imaginations, thoughts and high things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Does that sound familiar to you? Where else did someone try and exalt themselves above God? When Lucifer said, 
when the devil, Satan, said, I will exalt myself above the throne of God. Now, Satan has been cast down and he no longer has any ability and never will in any any sphere of possibility ever be able to exalt himself above God. But he still tries to exalt himself above God through our minds, through our thoughts, through planting his lies, his thoughts, his imaginations in our minds and enticing us to exalt him above God in our very minds and thoughts. Isn't that amazing? In other translations of this scripture, it says we demolish arguments and every lofty presumption set up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought captive to make it obedient to Christ. In the original language, this word imaginations is reasonings and opinions So imaginations, arguments, presumptions, reasonings, opinions, knowledge and thoughts all take place in the mind. And the devil's wiles, trickery, strategies, schemes and deception are all targeted at our mind. And he uses imaginations, his arguments, his presumptions, his reasonings, his opinions, and his thoughts to try and get us to empower him. You may have heard this saying, be careful of your thoughts because your thoughts become your words. Be careful of your words because your words become your actions. Be careful of your actions because your actions become your character. And be careful of your character because your character becomes your destination. If the devil can get access to our thoughts, if he can plant his thoughts in our mind and get us thinking in line with his schemes, his strategies, his plans and purposes, then he can get us talking and acting in line with his schemes or submitting our bodies to him and cooperating with him. And when a physical body submits to the lies and suggestions of the enemy, that's when we give the devil an open door. So next week, we're going to talk about open doors. Can we give the devil an open door? And how do we give the devil an open door? And what I have found in the word about this is astounding. So I know that you're going to be blessed and encouraged by what I have to share with you next week. And I hope that what you have learned so far has blessed and encouraged you. So join me again next week for part five of Know Thy Adversary. God bless you. Thank you so much for being part of today's episode of Faith Talks. If you have any questions related to today's or any of my previous episodes, if you have a testimony you would like to share, or for a free copy of Confessions for Life, please email me at questions at faithtalks.com.au. 
For episode announcements and regular encouragement, you can now find Faith Talks with Emily Preston on Facebook and Instagram. Finally, if you know anyone who would benefit from today's or any of my previous teachings, please share this podcast with them and help them receive revelation of the truth that will make them free. Until next time, know that I am praying for you and don't forget to be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And you will be blessed in everything that you do. God bless you.